You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. After all you put me through, you think I despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. If you are listening to this on the day it comes out, Monday, it's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. I hope you are rested and relaxed. I have always loved September because it reminds me of back to school when I would get all of my new notebooks and binders and like usually a new pair of shoes, which was very exciting for me. I lived on 87th Street and right on 86th Street around the corner, there was this huge staples and I would get so excited to go and just pick out all of my school supplies. And as I got older, like more like middle school, I got really into pens. Like there were these like milky jelly pens, pens with this squishy piece, like right by where you hold it. Like I was so into my pens, my pencil case. It was like a whole thing. So September has always represented for me a return back to routine. We have the summer to relax and then September, it's like back to school. I haven't been in school for a really long time now, but September still just gives me that energy of getting back on track. So this September, I'm really focused on developing a wellness routine, full body wellness routine. So for skincare, I'm sticking to my skincare routine. I'm still wearing sunscreen every day. I'm double cleansing on makeup days. And I'm going to do a face mask one to two times a week while I shower. Also focusing on body care, exfoliating, doing my full body care routine, keeping my skin soft. There is a new face mask from Hana Hana Beauty that I really like. And the hydrating Tata Harper face mask is really good too. So I'm kind of alternating between those. Working out. I'm going hard. You guys know I started working with a trainer. Her name is Lucy. I've lost 10 pounds this summer. That's not all because of training. That's also been watching what I eat and then walking. Like walking has helped me so, so much. I you know, sit in front of my computer all day to work. And I was looking at my step count and it was like 1500 steps, 2000 steps. And I was like, Brooke, this is not good. I don't have like an official step counter. I just use what's on my phone. But now, even if I have 30 minutes between meetings, I get outside and I walk. I will walk to get a nice coffee. I will walk to pick up diapers that I could very easily order online or just baby wipes, just something small. I try to leave like little things that I would normally order online for me to just get throughout the week. And that's really helped me a lot. Right now, I am averaging my goal that I always try to reach is 6,000 steps a day. If I can get to 6,000 steps a day, September, October, I will go to 7,000 then I will go to 8,000, 9,000, then maybe by the end of the year, I can get to 10,000 steps a day. 
when it comes to eating, I am limiting my sugary treats to weekends only. Weekends, I can do cake, cupcakes, pies, all the things that I really like, cookies, but weekdays, no. I've also been kind of accidentally intermittent fasting, but I also think that has helped me. So I usually don't dive into my food until about two o'clock, three o'clock. So I think that has also helped. Moms who are listening to this, if you're still breastfeeding, I would not do intermittent fasting. That part of my motherhood journey has just ended. So I feel okay doing this. And if you're pregnant, definitely don't do intermittent fasting. So that is how I'm thinking about my skin and my body and my diet hair. I'm definitely focused on, I just got my trim. If you guys follow on Naked Beauty Planet, you saw the whole experience where I got my trim and I got my silk press. I'm not going to put heat on my hair. I just got it, you know, blown out for the, for the cut, but definitely focusing on healthy hair. I'm going to, I don't know, maybe I'll try some new protective styles this month and then makeup. So. I don't know if it's because September, you get all of that glamour from New York Fashion Week, but I love to play with makeup more in the fall. So who better than Katie Jane Hughes, the one and only, an incredible makeup artist and someone who's built such an amazing community around makeup to come on the podcast and chat beauty. She was so cool. I had so much fun talking to her. We got to record this in person. We recorded right before that huge storm hit. It was raining when we went to the studio, but it was like really coming down by the time we left. But it was so much fun just getting to know her. And even if you're not a makeup wearer, I think you will enjoy this episode. Also, there's something I say in this episode that makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. You'll know it when you hear it. If you agree with me, I don't know, send me a DM, send me a message. I'm like, I try to put these things out there. I try to be very honest and unfiltered with you guys. One of my radio heroes, personality heroes is Charlemagne the God. If you don't know who he is, he's on The Breakfast Club. And I've been listening to him since he was an intern on Wendy Williams' radio show. If you guys know Wendy Williams from TV. If you don't know, she had a radio show before on WBLS. I used to come home every day after school and turn on Wendy Williams. I just, I love her. And Charlemagne was one of her interns, but I follow his whole career. And one of the things he always says is you can be of the industry or you can be of the people. And I think with this podcast, I have this unique position to think about the people versus trying to play to the industry. So I'm not creating out of this position of fear. And I think that empowers me to say what I think when I'm seeing, you know, certain communication from brands. So let me know what you guys think. I hope you love this episode with Katie. She was so great to chat with. And I hope you pick up some, you know, makeup tips. I certainly did. All right, let's get into the conversation. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence, every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm joined by Katie Jane Hughes. You have a very like famous sounding name. <laughs> Uh-huh. Don't you think? You know, it's weird. I think my name sounds so normal and British and boring. But no, people always say my name fully. They don't just yeah, say, oh, Katie. it's Katie. They're, yeah. like, they're like, hey, KJH or hey, Katie Jane Hughes. And I think it's just because of your Instagram. Like you right. say people's names that you know, if you know them through Instagram, it's so bizarre. Right. But everyone else just calls you Katie. My family and like friends. Yeah. yeah. But also it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, neither one bothers me. <laughs> well, we were just talking about traveling. We were, you were in Italy having an amazing time. Oh, I could have stayed forever. Yes. And you're like, you're very humble. You were like, oh, I have like a quick like makeup job. Was it like in Venice or something? And then like <laughs> you popped up with like Haley Baldwin. <laughs> no, Haley yeah. Bieber. Haley Baldwin Bieber or Bieber Baldwin. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like not a little job. Yeah. She's one of my clients and her management emailed me and we're like, hey, can you do Haley's makeup in Venice on the 14th of the Yves Saint Laurent show? And I was like, yeah. Or oh, 12th. I can't remember what it was. And they were like, I was like, yeah, okay. And the funny thing was, is I was on holiday and I didn't yeah. have my kit. Oh, wow. And my kit for my clients is like huge and full and full and full of product. But I just reached out to all the PRs and especially the PRs of the, the PR of the brand that she's like, um, that she has a contract with. And I was like, any product, Help yeah. me out and everybody pulled it together. Rallied. She looks great. great. She looks great. She's very easy to put makeup on. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are a celebrity makeup artist, but I think more than that, you have created this huge community around makeup, which I think is just so phenomenal. Thank you. Your audience is so engaged. People They're love amazing. you. They're amazing. People have requested you to be on this podcast for oh, so long. So I'm so happy so that we're making it happen. And I feel like you just have a very interesting story about how you've been able to grow and like really build your name in makeup and beauty. So we're going to get into that. All right. (laughs) So I'm excited. Tell me about growing up. Were you into beauty? Did you feel beautiful growing up? No, not at all. I felt like I wanted to experiment with beauty and I felt like I wanted to have fun with it. I didn't really know how to make it cool. So it always kind of was weird. Like I remember getting teased at school because I put my hair into pigtails and my parting was like literally like all over the place. Like I think I just went like this. And then like put it in two ponytails and, you know, I didn't really have the finesse of mm-hmm. the styles that I was trying to do yeah. down, but I don't think you do when you're a kid. I think you're just trying them and you don't really know how to, you know, make it look good. Um, and so I always kind of wanted to do music and music and makeup. It's a creative art. Totally. And your mom was a singer, yeah, right? I was a singer when she was working. Yep. Okay. So, you know, that was always the thing that I thought I was just going to do Yeah. by default because I can sing a little. My mom was a singer and like, you know, we, I put them makeup just it was equally as exciting to me and as equally as like, you know, I wanted to do whatever I felt like I've always been quite driven by the concept of succeeding in something. Yes. And so I always was like, whatever I feel like I'm actually going to do some, do well in and make a difference in and be able to like inspire or be impactful in, that's what I'll do. And makeup felt like that was the thing for me. That's amazing. So you just like picked a lane, committed to it and said, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to like be the best at it. What's your sign? Libra. Libra. Okay. Do you identify with Libra traits? Very indecisive in ways and definitely sensitive. Yeah, I guess. I'm not as big as... You're way more into star signs than me. 
I am. But I'm, I feel like I'm like quintessential I'm Leo. Rubbish at like remembering what the things are. But then when I read it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's, that's totally me. me. <laughs> and then I'm like, when somebody asks me what they are, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Indecisive is one. Yes. I know you were working in London. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Grew up in the north of England by okay. Liverpool. So like... What's for the area called? Liverpool. Liver- well, oh, the Liverpool. The town is called Southport. Okay. I don't but know You don't Southport. really know Southport yeah, unless I know you're from there. Okay. It's like saying you're from, I don't know, like the Poconos to somebody from the north of England. Like yeah. they don't know that. They don't know what that They're is. They're just yeah. like, what's that? You're like, oh, it's New York. Yeah. But it's the closest city is Liverpool. So okay. basically it's like Liverpool is where I, you know, would have moved and stayed if I stayed in the north of England. Yeah. And then London, London just grabbed me and I moved okay. to London when I was 22. So growing up in Southport when you were like, I don't know, 15, if someone said, if someone said you're going to be living in New York, you're going to be doing makeup, you're going to be flying around Europe, you know, <laughs> doing like big, you know, celebrities for fashion shows, would you have thought, okay, that sounds right? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I think so. Like ever since I was a kid, I always remember telling my mom and dad, like, why do we have to live in Southport? Why do I have to live in a small little town? Like my mom's a performer just by like her energy. She's just the most performer person you'll ever meet. Um, and she can just turn it on. And so I was always like, as a kid, I was always so confused of why we don't live in a city where the, where the, you know, the stars live. And yeah. it was like, what? I was like, let's move to America. Let's move to London. Let's move somewhere. Let's just get out of this small town. And which, which is funny. Cause I really love going back there now, but I also really love to leave. I like that, like stillness that I get when I'm there. Right. And then like you probably going when you go to your mom and dad's, it's yes. that like stop and stand still that you get versus the city. But yeah, no, I, I probably would have been like, okay, cool, excited. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I, you know, I've always been like quite a positive person. Like if I set my mind to something, you can, I'm okay if it doesn't work out. Right. Because I'm like very much like if it's, if it's meant for me, it will happen. And so therefore, yes. when I think something's going to happen, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So you were in nail tech in yeah. London, right? Mm-hmm. Which is adjacent to makeup, but Definitely different. Definitely adjacent, but different. And you, it was really, really hard to level up. Yeah. So how did you decide, okay, I want to go into makeup and how did you make that happen? Because I think a lot of people listening, doesn't matter what you do, want to make some sort of pivot in their career, right? They may be doing law and they actually don't like law and they want to do something really creative or they're doing finance and they actually want to do filmmaking. How do you make a pivot happen? You know what's funny is I think that, um, and I tell this to everybody that I speak to, I have Instagram to thank almost hundred percent for my career. Wow. Because if I didn't have Instagram, I wouldn't have been able to put myself out there how I do. Mm. And, you know, yeah, on YouTube, sure. But also it's just, I think the thing, I think the reason why me and Instagram work well together is because I'm very real and raw and will say how I feel and, you know, be Mm -hmm. sort of, I'll show me and myself. Yes. I feel like there's something that goes with YouTube that's a bit more edited and a bit more, you know, of that kind of style. So I think for Instagram, it allowed for people to get to know me, therefore for people to feel like they had a friend in me and they could confide in me and ask me makeup questions and tell me things about their life and ask me questions about my life. And so, and obviously that isn't so much in relation to me pivoting into my career, but it did give me the opportunity to essentially just force in people's faces what it is that I was good at. Yes. And like, I was fine at nails. I was good at nails, (laughs) but I felt like I was way better at makeup. So I was able to then just like keep putting makeup stuff on the gram that then started to let people like uh, all my jobs and all my clients have found me through Instagram every, oh, every single one. Yeah. Instagram has been my agent for the past seven years until <laughs> I found my agent about a year ago. So I love to hear that. You know, it's, I believe that like, let's say somebody's a lawyer and they're like, I want to, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore, but they want to be a filmmaker, make shorts on your mm-hmm. phone in right. an app and right. then put it on Instagram. Yeah. Just put it. And put, it's inspiring. It will get seen. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to keep doing it for a long you time. Do. Consistency is 
fully the most important. You're posting every day. I don't know how you do it. I used to. I don't anymore. I used to post like back when the beginning of the pandemic happened. I remember getting up every morning at like 8 a.m., creating a look on stories, posting it like that afternoon. And like, I would do that every day almost for a month. And people were like, oh my God, how are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. It's just keeping me going. I think it was like my sanity. Yes. It was, it was, it was helping me maintain my sanity. And then other people were like, oh, thank you so much for like, you know, doing this. And it gave, gave us something to look forward to every day, which was really sweet. But I think, yeah, consistency is so important with Instagram. I think another thing that really stands out about your work on Instagram for me, I follow a lot of makeup artists. I love following makeup artists. You like makeup. I like makeup, but I also like the way you do makeup. And I like that your skin shows through. And I don't know, because I'm not a makeup artist. I don't know if it's that other people are using filters so their skin doesn't look like skin or they're using really heavy foundation and setting powder and so many layers that their skin doesn't look like skin. But I like makeup that like where you can see your skin. Yeah, your skin. So that's why I always love your pictures. And I'm like, ooh, that's like a good look. And a lot of makeup artists, I'm like, is this a mannequin or what's going on? I think it can be a hybrid of things. I yeah. think it could be like a lot of powder and a lot of full coverage complexion and a lot of that. And then I think it could also be a bit of a skin softening thing. But I I remember like I, I did an interview the other day with somebody and for editorial piece. And they were like, you know, do you think social media has conditioned us to like really hate our skin and hate our things? I was like, actually, I don't think it's just social media's fault. I think like back 15 years ago, I used to work at Space NK in London and there was a product on the shelf called Pores No More. That was 15 years ago. Pores No More. Pores No More. <laughs> like we've been conditioned to like yeah. think there's something wrong with pores for the longest time. True. And so even back to probably the 50s, like when yeah. people were wearing a very, you know, certain type of powdery matte makeup. Like, yeah. so I don't know. I think that it's when I first got into Instagram, I felt as though there wasn't so many people doing that fresh skin. Like what growing up as a makeup artist in the fashion industry or learning the fashion industry way of doing makeup, you learn skin first and right. everything else comes second. Right, right. And you are really taught to do skin to make it look like there's no makeup there at all. Yes. Uh, but yet they've probably got a full face foundation on. And that's kind of one of the hardest things to do in makeup is mm. to make that look like that. Yes. Because all the other stuff, if the face looks really fresh and light, all the other stuff can kind of have a little bit of an energy to it that might not be even perfect. Because when the skin looks pristine, it all of a sudden levels it up. Everything else looks good. Yeah. That's so true. Can we talk through how to do like the perfect face complexion? Like, because... Well, it's so different for everyone. Tell me what you do. I want to know what you do. Like, is there a primer? Like, take us step by step. I don't from, use primers. From a, okay, take us from a clean okay. face. Okay. So my clean face starts in the night before I go to bed. So okay. I cleanse sometimes twice before I go to bed, most okay. definitely once, but sometimes twice I'll cleanse. Uh, I love like the Ren, love, love, love Ren, the uh, one in the orange tube, the yes. uh, clean jelly cleanser. Love that. I'm obsessed with oil okay. cleanses and balm cleansers. They're my, my holy grail because they get rid of makeup like nothing else. Exactly. So yeah. And makes your skin feel clean, but it doesn't make it feel squeaky clean, which apparently we're not supposed to like that feeling because it's supposed <laughs> to be stripping. Anyway, I clean my skin really well before I go to bed. I might sleep in a retinol a couple times a week, okay. like Shawnee Darden's. Just started trying the Glossier one. That one seems really nice. Oh, they just simple. released this yeah. retinol. Yeah. I'm it's nice. It's and, nice. I mean, okay. I mean, I used it last night for the first time, so who, I can't tell you whether I think it's nice. I can tell you that it didn't break me out yet. Okay. And retinols break me out. I think they break a lot of people out. But totally. um, so I'll do that. I'll put on a bit of skincare. I'm really simple with my skincare at night. Like I don't wear eye cream because I always wake up really puffy if I sleep in eye cream. Interesting. But I do wear a shitload of lip balm. And like I really I overline balm. my lips with lip balm. Because okay. then I the wake up perimeter. with like a smooth lip lip edge. Okay. And it's less shrunken. Okay. And then in the morning, I'll splash with water. Okay. And then I'll essentially, or I'll do like a little bit of an exfoliating toner on a cotton round, like a reusable cotton round. And then I'll just put moisturizer where I need it. And then my SPF on top of that. But when I say moisturizer where I need it, I mean like I kind of observe throughout the day where my skin's getting really, really dewy. 
mm. naturally and I won't put moisturizer in those areas. Interesting. So I'll kind of just go in the outer parts. Like right now I can see on the monitor, like I'm shiny here, which is what I, where I want it to be. Right. But I'm not super shiny here because I didn't moisturize that this morning. I moisturized like all here, but I have put powder on. Okay. So you, so then you do your SPF. What's your go-to SPF? SPF? I really love the live tinted one. I just started using that. I love the texture and the color and the scent. Well, it's not really super scented. I like the Glossier one too, because it's just, but it doesn't really last me very long. And then I like the super goop. Can't, you can't, can't go wrong with super goop. Yes. So it's great. Your SPF is on now. Like if you're doing like a perfect face, like, is it, so you don't use primer. So what happens next? So I'm priming with skincare. Basically. So the right ratio of skincare is my primer. And then I'll just put concealer into a fluffy brush, like my number eight brush, which is in your kit. Yes, okay. I'll use like my number eight brush. I'll buff concealer into it. And then that concealer having the product in it already becomes Mm -hmm. like a little retoucher. Like literally, if you think about retouching on like a, on a tablet and you were on Photoshop, you would literally be like blurring things. I'm doing that exact same thing with a primed brush with concealer in it. And I find that I use 20% of the product that I would, let's say I, I use way less product when I do that. Yeah. And it looks more natural. Wow. But it still gives me coverage. Okay. So you do concealer first. I use concealer exclusively. Just concealer yeah. all over the face. Yeah. I love that. Or like I'll go around the eyes, chin, mouth, nose, and just blur it around from there. Yeah. That's what I do with the Kosas concealer. Yeah. I like that concealer. It's great. Yeah. It's creamy what, and nice. What's your go-to? I love the NARS one in the pot. Okay. Love that. I'm wearing that today. I also love Glossier Stretch. Glossier yeah. Stretch is like I always my see go-to. You use those too. Well, it just like works. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And it always makes the skin look good. And yeah. every time I use it on set, a photographer is like, what is that foundation? Yeah. They're like, what is on their skin? It looks actually they're like, wow, their skin looks really good. They don't actually say what's makeup because they shouldn't see the makeup. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. I wrote down a list of things that I do and don't do makeup wise that I want your opinion on. Okay. So something I don't do, putting powder on before foundation. I don't do that. Okay. Why do people do that? I think I've seen lots a, of makeup people do I've that. Seen and I don't Jackie get Ina it. do that. Yeah. And it looks incredible when she does. And I agree that there's a reason why it works because yeah. you can put powder under cream. Right. You just have to be light with it or you have to, you have to, I don't know because I've never tried it that way. <laughs> but for example, let's say I'm like working on my face and I'm like putting makeup on and I've got a cream blush down and then I want to put a powder down, but then I want to go back home with that cream later. If I'm super, super delicate with my pressure, I can absolutely put cream over powder. Yes. Okay. okay. So I think it's pressure that makes it work. Another thing I don't do, I don't overline my lips and it's what everyone does. I see all of the pictures and like even Beyonce, who I admire for everything, does it, but I don't. But I you've tr- got a really unique shaped mouth. <laughs> do I? Yes. Because I've tried to do it. It's very pointy and, it and beautiful. Very it, strange. And that's why I think probably. Okay. Because your lip edge is very defined and very okay. pointy and beautiful. And so if you go over that, I think it'd be more obvious. Mine's quite soft. It's not as like pointy. Okay. Yours is like so prominent. Okay. If so you, I think you see it more probably yeah. when you go over. I tried to do it and I was like, I can't leave the house like this. <laughs> if you are going to overline your lip though, do you need like a, just a good lip pencil? Good lip pencil. Okay. Like Chestnut from MAC for brown girls. Yes. Like I, my favorite is Endless Cacao for Makeup Forever. Okay. People make yeah. jokes about me. You use it often. Obsession about that one. Oh, there's other, there's Makeup Forever make the most amazing liner pencils for your okay. lips. Okay. They're like powdery, so you can blend them really easily. Oh, nice. Okay. Something I also don't do, lashes, lash extensions. How do you feel about them? As I as- feel as though they are necessary sometimes, but sometimes I prefer 99.9% of makeup looks without them. Okay. Because without I, a false lash. But yeah. you have, here's the thing. People that don't like them also have really full lashes naturally. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So you, you feel like you have full lashes or do you feel like delicate lashes? I have very, very tiny lashes. But so, I can see them. They're yeah, there. I use a lot of mascara, but you know. If and they also work for your eye. Like That's if, the thing. Yeah, there's balance. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. if they were like barely there and you needed it, I would yeah. be like, I mean, I, here's the thing about need. Yeah. We don't need any of it. It's True. a fun. Exactly. We want it exactly. It's fun exactly. and creative and playful. But I don't know. I, I I see the beauty in a lash for sure, but it's a different kind of aesthetic and look. It's a different yeah. demographic, I think. Totally. Totally. Two things I do do that I've learned to do recently bronzer all around the face. Like I yeah, finally I started that. putting bronze, yeah, yeah, bronzer yeah. on the yeah. top of my forehead. Yeah. Which one do you use? So I really like the Sun Melt from Say, which is okay. like a yeah, yeah, yeah. cream yeah. one. Really That's nice. not what I'm, today I'm just using a Fenty one. Okay. Sunstalker, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. called. Yeah, I love Fenty. But I didn't bronzer. know you were supposed to put bronzer on like the top of your forehead, but it makes a big difference. Well, it's like when you think about where the sun hits your face first. Exactly. It hits like the bridge of your nose, the top of your cheeks, your forehead. Yeah. Never really hits the shadows of your yeah. face. But then shadow, that's for contouring. Yes. Thing. I, mean, well, I mean, they kind of, they yeah. kind of meet. Exactly. And then the last thing I, I learned from TikTok from these Gen Z girls <laughs> is putting blush on my nose. Looks so good, right? I think or it's so cute. It? No, I okay, like, I, 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 I do it. it. I think it's, I think so, it's cute. so cute. There's this like trend that's going around at the moment. It's called the windburn blush look. And it's like oh. where you look a bit like not sunburnt, but you look a bit windburnt. Oh. And the wind is like, you know, like you've got a bit of like flush from the wind hitting yeah. your face. And it's really cute over the top of the nose and the top of the cheeks. And it's like a reddish tone that yeah. people are doing it with. It's fun. I really like that. Yeah, okay. Thank you for, for take, doing this deep dive with me. <laughs> you know, the thing is about trends and makeup stuff is I'm like, you know, whatever makes you happy, you should do. Totally. I'm one of them. Yeah. So the editors hate it when I when they're like, what are the trends for 2022? And I'm like, yeah, do what you do. What you do want. what you want. Do what you want. I also think makeup is very empowering. It is. And it's so interesting. There's a lot of discussion, like kind of in the beauty world. I've had discussions even with, you know, guests on my show, like um, Jessica DeFino came on and we were talking a lot about it where she was saying like, you know, is it empowering if you feel like you have to like cover up your blemishes to right, go outside? Right, right, right. And it's interesting because I think there's, a, so I'll tell you what I've come to for me. I've come to the point where if I feel like I need makeup to like leave the house, then it feels not empowering. Then it feels like a crutch. Sure. But when it's something that's nice to do and fun to do, then I think it's empowering. Totally. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I go out of the house without makeup all the time. I only wear makeup when I'm like creating content and then I'll like create content in a look probably because I'm going somewhere. Yeah. And it's like if I'm doing something, I want to show it so that I've like almost killed two birds with one stone in a sense. Like I've got myself ready and I've given my community something to hopefully be inspired by. Yes. Who do you really admire in the industry? Oh my God, that's a really hard question. What about my favorite, Pat McGrath? I mean, we love Pat. We love Mother. (laughs) Have you ever met her? Yeah. Oh my God. This is a crazy story. We met once in Spacing K. In London. When I used to work there, she came in and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And she never wears makeup, which I think is iconic. And she came in and she was getting ready to travel somewhere. And I was like, oh, you're packed. She was like, oh, I guess you really want to be an aspiring makeup artist. I was like, yeah. She didn't even say that. She was like, I guess you're a makeup artist. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I would love to assist you anytime you need someone. And she was like, okay, here's my email. Here's my agency. Really? Email. She gave me the founder of her email, her agency's email, who I knew who she was. Big famous woman in the industry. Started emailing her photos back and forth. She kept like then giving me critique on each photo. I was there on the shop floor at Space and K, literally just pinging test shoot photos over. Oh my God. Um, and then something something came up about social media. And I think at the time it wasn't something that makeup artists really liked. Yes. And, and she is very famous for like, I think everyone who works for her, right. They can't ever right. share that they right. work for her. Or they can't enough, tag. It's her name on it's the her name. I get it. Her, I totally get it too. Yeah. But I think at the time I was like, sorry, I was like, yeah, I do social media. <laughs> but at the same time, like I also didn't really assist very much because yeah. I've always kind of like, marched to the beat of my own drum and kind of gone with the flow of like, what ha- you know, like mm-hmm. I've never been on set and like overstepped or been like 
chatting up a photographer and being like, yeah. hey, like, let's shoot sometime when yeah, I'm yeah. assisting or anything like that. But I kind of just go where the work naturally is yeah. instead of trying to fight for it, I guess. So, yeah, assisting never really was something that I did a lot of. But it is something that, like, I actually encourage a lot of other artists right. to do. So if someone sees you on the street and they're like, hey, I want to assist, I want to help, like, are you yeah. open to that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I would always just be like, send me your work and... You know, the third, first thing that I'm looking for is if their skin work and stuff is mm-hmm. recharged and really edited and making sure that I can see what it is that they can do. Um, and then also just making sure that they have range of who they work on as well. And just that they seem like cool people to yeah. be around. Because I think that's half of it. You know, like we all look, pick up and learn so much from each other. And I think like working with celebrities, half of it is just your balance and your energy dynamic with that celeb and whether you get asked back. They yes. know you can do makeup because they've asked you to come in right. this place. It's usually whether you get asked to come back, it's if you just get on with people or not. Totally. And it's like an energy thing, yeah, right? So 100%. if you're if it's like you're about to do a red carpet or yeah. you're you need to have good yeah. energy around yeah. you and some people you click with and some right. have you ever right. worked for someone and it was like a disaster? Never actually, no. <laughs> I worked once with an actress. I used to do it when I was doing nails, I went and did somebody's nails and she wasn't really doing that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I normally find that the people that you might meet that are winding down in their career, maybe are the ones with a bit more of an energy that's yeah. a bit arrogant, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But like, I, f- I find that the more the more famous people that I'm around, the nicer they are. Yes. Because it's like, they're not phased by it. You know, it's like totally. they, don't, they don't have anything to prove and they're just them yeah. and they're just there. And and they've also probably gotten to where they are because they've been because kind people. and professional. Totally. Yeah. It's hard to get to the top if yeah. you're not professional and kind. I agree. I agree. Whose makeup do you think always looks amazing? Like celebrity-wise, like you look at them and you think, oh my gosh, your makeup always looks good. I would say Hailey Bieber for one, whether I've done it or not. Literally, like, I mean, like, I think she has good taste in makeup artists. Like, I love everybody's makeup that she works with. I think Hailey always looks really good. Tracee Ellis Ross always Mm. looks amazing. I met her once and I literally fangirled. And I was like, (laughs) I'm so, so sorry. Have you done her makeup? No, never. I I adore her. What I love that she does is a very bold lip. A hundred percent. And I forget. Fresh skin. Yeah, And a bit of of an eye. And like a bright orange lip. And I forget how powerful that can be. Totally. And then I see it on her and I'm like, that's a look. She's amazing. No, I stopped her in like the Vanity Fair party in LA once. And I was like, I'm so sorry to do this. She's like, that's okay. What's your name? I said, Katie. She goes, hi, Katie. I was like, I just love you. Let's all go back. And I just walked (laughs) off. (laughs) She was so nice. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Do you know what I've always been curious about? How the makeup, hair, and stylist all work together, right? Because me as a person, when I'm getting dressed, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull my hair back and do this like slicked back bun, then I'm like, okay, then I'm going to do a lip and then I'm going to do this earring. But I'm not thinking of it in isolation. But if you go in and you have an idea for makeup and then someone has an idea for hair and then the outfit's just like totally different. So like one who gets priority. Stylist. So the stylist gets priority. Does the stylist tell the hair and makeup people what they want? Sometimes on set for a shoot. No, no, no. It depends on the job. Okay. If it's a fashion job, sometimes. I mean, it depends on the job. It depends on the seniority of the stylist. Oh, seniority of the stylist. Okay. And like, not not necessarily like if the stylist is famous, but if the stylist is in charge of that shoot. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like on a Glossier campaign, for example, it's me and the creative director that are deciding the makeup looks. And then, Oh, do you do the makeup for the Glossier campaign? A lot of them. Some of them. That's cool. A lot of my other friends. Um, do it as well. We, I like I like that they mix it up. Yeah, they like use a lot of people, which I think is really important. But like, it really depends on every job is so different. But when you go into a celebrity's situation and they're getting ready to go somewhere, they'll have an outfit probably picked. The stylist might be there, might not be, but usually no. Stylist will have picked and pulled a look, and okay. then you base everything off that look. So the look you basically so the look comes first. Okay, and then hair and makeup will basically bounce ideas off of one another. Okay, has someone ever wanted to do a hair look that really went against what you wanted makeup wise? 
Not really. The only thing that's sometimes frustrating with hair and makeup or when it could clash is if somebody wants a wing liner, but then they want their hair down, down. like here, because then it covers all of the wing liner. Yeah. So I'm like, well, like if you're going to do a wing liner, you want your hair snatched always, I think. Yes. Yes. Versus like pieces. Yes. But you could do pieces with a lip or like loads of gorgeous skin and blush. Right. And like, right. you know, eyeshadow that's everywhere. Yes. But no, I mean, I think like the industry is quite small and a lot of us know each other. And it's a case of like that. Just you just have that conversation of dynamic. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, some one of you like sometimes hair will take center stage. Sometimes makeup will take center stage. And you just sort of like try and take it in turns as far as like what you each get yeah. to do. That's cool. I like that. And I'm yeah. sure there are people that also you like working with like hair, totally. hair stylists that you work with all the yeah. time. Or yeah. Stylists that you yep. work with all the time. Yeah. That always makes work work so easy. Yes. You brought up winged liner. So we actually didn't even talk about your academy. We should talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about KJH Academy. Yeah. How did that start? I can't remember what actually made me want to do it. Really. I think I'd wanted to do something like this for a long time, but I just didn't know how to get it going. And I think the pandemic helped because it gave people, people were asking me, oh, can you do makeup on somebody with monolids? Can you do somebody, can you do, I really want to see this look, but on somebody in the black community, or Mm -hmm. I really want to see this on, you know, somebody mature with much more mature skin, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't an opportunity to do these things because of pandemic. So I was like, okay, what about if I just put a set of challenge every week and I make an inclusive selection on the people that I get to pick in this feed post. So for those that don't know, I do a feed post on my feed. I I do stories on my Instagram every Friday. And then the weekend, they have to recreate it. The audience have to create it, the community. It's like a challenge. You're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do like a wacky, colorful, crazy eye this week. And I'll do it on Friday, story it, highlight it, save it in highlights for the weekend. And then basically everybody that wants to take part just has to tag me so I can find it easily. And then I pick nine people to go alongside mine with no age exclusions, no yeah. gender and race and so on and so forth. Because like, I want people to be able to see a look on me. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want somebody that looks like you to be able to see a look on me and say, oh, I, oh that's how I would wear that. Yes. Okay. Which is so helpful it's to so see. It's so important. Yeah. It's so, so important. And it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't even have to be <laughs> they also, a good photo, but they are really they good. Are good. <laughs> they, they are really good. They really are. Yeah. They really are. It's really good. And I think people really watch and really listen and really pay attention and a lot of people say that I explain things well. So that's hopefully, that hopefully helps and makes it easy, but it's so impressive. And I can yeah. see people like literally get better week by week by week. It's crazy. Yes. So I have big plans for that concept. Oh, the, the community, the academy, sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you going to bring it like IRL? Yes. But also when I launch a product, I'm thinking of some ways to somehow bring the two together ah. in a way. I don't know yet. I think that whole like influencer model needs to be disrupted yeah. Um, yeah. and to be made like more equitable. So I yeah. feel like there's yeah. definitely something totally. there. Totally. There's definitely something there. 100%. Well, I was going to get to it later, but since you brought it up, we were, I was going to ask, are we ever going to see a makeup line from you? I guess it's coming. You know, I always was like, I don't want to do a makeup line. There's always so many, so many products in the market. Are there so many products? Because I feel like there are lots there of are. products that, but there are lots of products that do a similar thing. 100%. And there 100%. are some, there are still some like really big gaps in the market, yeah. I think, when it yeah. comes to makeup. Sure. Like, like I think Kosas filled like a gap, at least for me, that I like couldn't find for a really long time. What was it? Clean makeup that was actually had pigment. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like I'm yeah. I love like Pat McGrath, yeah. NARS. Like right. I like a look right. and all of the like clean right. makeup was like right. that right. you find in Whole Foods was, was like washy. dusty. Yeah, it I was like, really do I don't much. like Dr. Hauschka like 15 years ago. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly the brand I was yeah. thinking of. Like yeah. it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. No offense to that brand. No, of course. Um, so I think that was like filling like an interesting gap. I think Another thing, I talked to um, Donnie Davey, who yeah, obviously yeah, did the makeup for yeah, Euphoria. Yeah. We were talking about colored eyeliner. Yeah. And she was telling me how she has to mix all these paints. And yeah. it's like not, it's not like a thing that just like comes right. out. Right. So I was really excited about, about face. And I don't even right. like celebrity lines. Right. I was like, eye roll. 
what's Halsey going to do? But then I got the products and I was like, this it's eye paint. It's amazing. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. So you would be obsessed. Okay, I'm excited. I'm the eye some. paint, like the fluid eye paint that's like neon. It's like yeah, gorgeous. Um, uh, Charlotte Palomino had some on last week. And oh, she really? My brush to put it on. She was like, this stuff's amazing. You need to see it. Okay. It I come off. Yeah, it, it lasts and I need to use your brush with it because it comes with a brush that doesn't give like a perfect. Because it's a doe foot, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a doe okay. foot, which yeah, is yeah. good if you're like messy. Like yeah, me, you you're throw just, it on and then yeah. clean up. You know, those are examples of makeup brands where it was like, oh, it's oversaturated. But then they came out and I was like, okay, I'm paying yeah, attention. Yeah. But also so I think I there's think, space. I think there's space. And I also think like everybody's got a different ideal product or brand, you know, yeah. too. So I think that that's why it's okay. But years ago, I was I didn't really set out to do a, pro- a brand and I'm not doing a, a brand. I'm doing a product at a time. Okay. And that will hopefully become a brand one day. So I'm kind of just going to do like a drop of a thing, see how it resonates, see what the people like, see how, you know, everybody feels about it. See if people like it before I start, you know, build, adding more assortments and things like that to line. But I want to do a highlighter <sighs> with an interesting uh, formulation concept. Um, cream or powder? Definitely cream. Yes. And it stays wet on the skin. And so, <gasps> I'm so excited to hear there's this. a divide between yes. whether it's powder highlight. Powder highlighters definitely probably take the cake as far as like the best selling highlighter formula. Oh, really? Because I like I think cream. So. Me too. But I think people find it easier to use. And I think people find that it doesn't break. Maybe they're worried that creams are going to break them out. I think that powders are mm. majority. Like, let's talk about Becca Shimmering Skin powders. Like, that powder was yeah. one of the best ones. Didn't of the best Becca ones. go out of business? Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> They were amazing. Yeah. They had such beautiful products. But yeah, powder is definitely something that I think a lot of people love. So my highlighter concept will be something that stays wet, that's somehow, I don't want to say too much. I'll show you before I like, before it's out. Okay. What's the loose timeline? Summer next year. Okay. Soonish, but I want it to be right. Will it be just one shade? It'll be four shades. Four shades. Yep. And I had a, um, I did a little testing day where uh, one of my friends, makeup artist called Fatima, she works on Glossier stuff with me as well, a lot of the time. She came and did in the Black Community. I had her come and basically work on a testing day where I invited about 20 people. Okay. Cast from my Instagram. I was like, I really want to see people in real life and try these highlighters on you. Yeah. And in return, I'm going to gift you all four shades. And if you have five minutes, literally just slapped it on the cheek to make sure that the color worked. Oh my gosh. And it was great. And so, you, you know. You need more testers. I'm here. I will definitely get you a set. But um, yeah, there'll be four shades and... Inclusivity is important to me as a makeup artist. It's not something that like is a negotiable situation. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I always will intend to have somebody in the room that's from different ethnic backgrounds when PD is mm-hmm. happening because totally. it has to be part of the conversation. That's so important. And going back 2020, like March, the black square days when mm-hmm. everyone was talking about change and we need mm-hmm. to change. <laughs> Every industry was really looking at themselves. Right. I'm curious for you as a white woman, one, do you feel like there has been change or do you feel like it's just been a lot of talk? And two, do you feel like the beauty industry has like a long way to go or do you feel like there's progress being made? I feel like it's hard for me to say because I'm not in the Black community, but I think that what I feel like I'm hearing is a lot of people feeling like change happened and then it kind of went st- and then it got s- kind of stood still again. Mm-hmm. But internally, like I'm definitely noticing like the sets that I'm on, it's m- way more diverse than it was. And, That's good. You know, I think that's changing and therefore that's helping. But I definitely think there's a long way to go. Yeah. I think that people just need to keep speaking up. And, you know, I heard somebody say something. Oh, it was um, Law Roach and another stylist, but I forget his name. Jason Bolden. Yes. That yes. video that they made yes. about stylists. Yes. Do you remember that one? Yes. And something that Law Roach said that really resonated with me and made me, gave me an opportunity to do something about this, which was like, what was it? It was something along the lines of, 
pull up a chair for somebody at the table that doesn't look like you. Yes. Bring an opportunity. And that's so important. Because mm-hmm. like, why, what, like, you know, why not? Right. Like you're in a position where you can choose several yeah. assistants and right. they right. may all be at right. the same skill level. But right. if one's from a minority community, right. then right. you may be more inclined to 100%. give them the role right. because um, of just and that then, representation. But thing. also like front of house, not front of house, back of house. Like let's mm-hmm. say there's models on set that are from different backgrounds. Like surely they would also love to ha- see other people behind the scenes instead of, of just a, you know, exclusively white crew. You know? Right. Even the people lighting the shoot, right? right That's right, really important. Right, right. So so how do you think you are able to be an ally? I think just continually like pioneering for my, you know, colleagues in the same industry as me to be getting jobs, which mm-hmm. they, I think they are. I think a lot of my friends that are like fellow makeup artists are already doing so much amazing stuff. And whenever I can make those connections, I do. And I think just like whatever I can do within my space, I do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Totally. But Speaking up alone is huge. Yeah. And I think like, I think what I can do even behind the scenes is more important than what I would even be able to say online because what, do you know what I mean? And like telling people, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes around. This is one way that I like to try and help. This is up and coming content creators and people from all different backgrounds. There's so many emails that come through every week. Hi, we'd love to send you this for an for a feed post. We'd love to send you this $40 product in exchange for a post on your feed. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 that's not really how this goes. This yeah. is like a job. If something has deliverables associated to yeah. it, it is not a freebie. I'm sorry. Right. You can right. send it to me and I'll try it in my own time and I'll tell you yeah. what I think about and it. And I may or may not post right. it. Right. And I yeah. think that a lot of these emails are targeted to up and coming creatives yes. from all different ethnic back- backgrounds. And it's just really not okay. So I think, you know, Clubhouse is great for that and being able to have those conversations yeah. and speak about these things and how to appropriately reply to an email that is somebody, a brand trying to take advantage. There is a brand that I really like and I hope, I mean, I can't get in trouble for saying anything because who am I going to get in trouble with? But I'll just say the brand. It was Merit. And I really like Merit. I really like their products a lot. And it's funny that you say that because I love their foundation stick. I love their products. When they first emailed me, when it first, first came up, they were like, we'll send you product in exchange for a feed post. And that, before I even tried the product, I was very turned off because of that exchange. Because Okay, if I try it and I love it, then of course I'd love to post because that's what I do. I share but with my community. they're expecting you to receive it. They're expecting you to agree to post about it before you've even tried it, which is inauthentic in every Exactly. Time. So I hope if anyone from the company is listening or if maybe their their PR and marketing has changed, I hope that you've changed this. I've, I've received products since and I have not had that request yep. to post. Yep. Yep. But it really, it was so interesting because I actually do like the product, mm-hmm. but that initial outreach right, right. turned me off. Right. So and that went out to a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not the way we roll. It's not, it's not, not what we're it's doing. It's not okay. It's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it still happens like to me, like I'm, you know, at a mid level in my career and I still get those emails all the time. Right. One brand was like, we really want to work with you on a takeover. We'll send you the products to say thanks. And I was like, well, I need the products to do the takeover in the first place. So don't dangle that carrot. Like <laughs> that is not actually, you've got nothing there. And then when my manager was like, oh, you know, this isn't something she would normally do, you know, for free. Like she's, she's already done like a lot of content for you just organically talking about your brand because she likes your brand. Yes. And then their reply was, well, oh, we just, oh yeah, we know. And we're so grateful. We just thought because she supported so much in the past that she'd want to support this. Do you think like maybe by the time, but if you know this, if yeah. you know that somebody supported your brand, that maybe it's time to find budget for them to work on a project that you want them for. hundred percent. And it's funny because I did a thing the other week and I was like, what do you guys say when someone sends you that email? And the response was really mixed. It was a Q&A on Instagram. The response was really mixed. And a lot of people were like, well, if it's a brand that I really want to get in with, then sometimes I'll do it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, but see, that could be like setting that standard that like you'll do that for, you know, and it's it's yeah. so hard. It's so, because I also get it. Like 
I'm guilty of that in the fashion space. Mm -hmm. Not like reaching out and being like, hey, you know, I want to work with you in a look, but I might try and pull fashion looks Mm -hmm. just to feature on social. But I don't guarantee any of it. I'm just saying like, can I, you know, so I think if you're trying to break into an industry, it's hard. I think there definitely needs to be more like sort of clear lines is what that communication should be. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be interesting to like have a, like maybe you could do a podcast with someone, this PR person and be like, how do, because yeah. when I, when I spoke about it, a PR person was like, well, just so you know, we get DMs from up and coming creators being like, Hey, I'll give you three dedicated posts on my feed in exchange for a few products. And so that's not good either. It's kind of like, it's happening from both sides. So yeah. I think you just have to like, you know, do what, right, do what feels right for you. Do what doesn't feel like it's going to screw like the rates of sure, the industry and sure. like make it kind of go down for everyone. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's also interesting how certain brands become popular because they're very aggressive with gifting and mm-hmm. like everyone has this mm-hmm. in their kit. Mm-hmm. So it becomes popular. Right, right. And then there's some brands that you discover and right. you're like, oh, this is like really good. Right. But I had to like really search for it right. and people don't really know right. it, you know? Right. Totally. It's so interesting. I know. It's a really interesting industry. I know. I should interview a PR person. I love it. It's a good one. It's a good interview. I think it'd be idea. really cool. Yeah. A PR person or or, a, or a, even an agent or something on like how, you know, beauty creatives can get ahead yes. in ways and like what, sh- what an email should look like yes. or how to reply to an email that's like taking advantage where someone's really taking, yeah. what's the word? Making a, exploiting people. Yeah. Exploiting is the word. <laughs> yes. So we know that you are into makeup, but you also are into hair and fashion. Love and fashion. Yes. Let's talk about both. How did you get into like loving fashion? My mom, being a singer, had the most eclectic wardrobe. What type of singer was she? Full of sequins. Like a lounge singer, like singing in wine bars and like clubs like locally. And she'd (laughs) go to the holiday resorts and sing Tina Turner and like Barbara Streisand songs and people would love her. And so she had a very glam cabaret wardrobe, sequins, shoulder pads, the whole shebang. And so growing up around that, I think like when you grow up, you hate it when you're a kid. You're like, oh God, was that thing? Then you grow up, you remember it and it's like that nostalgia and you're like, oh, that was actually, that's actually really cool. So like anything vintage, I love in my wardrobe. Shoulder pads, like something's got shoulder pads. It's like, oh, it's, it's got a 80% higher chance of being in my closet than if it didn't. And like really good kind of slacks that just hang well. I love a good pant. And a good sneaker. Yeah. When I lived in London, I remember like going to stores and being like, where are your pants? And they would look oh, at me like, yeah. uh-huh. what? And I'm like, oh, I trousers. Know. I don't even know what is the right way anymore. As far as like, I, I don't even know what's say? the English version and what's the American version. The English version, I think, is trousers. And then Americans oh, say pants. pants. But and England, pants. Pants is knickers. Underwear. Pants is underwear. But in <laughs> England, knickers, pants is knickers. Oh yeah. my God, it's exhausting. <laughs> there were so many like little things like that when I lived in London where I was like, oh, I'm like, there's also another one I can't like pullover or like you guys <laughs> like a, a sweater, a this jumper, would be, this would be a pullover. pullover. And I was like, what are these terms? Yeah. yeah. And a jumper is like a jumpsuit to you. Yeah. So shopping was always yeah. confusing. I bet. Yeah. It's fun though. Vintage shopping in London's good. Oh, so good. There was this really amazing Rocket. vintage store. No, it was right by my house in Notting Hill called Retro Woman. It was technically oh, like yeah. designer consignment. Oh, uh, like, is it the one on uh, really Notting Hill Gate at the front? Yes, and it's yes, got all the prices yes, in the window. Yes, yes, all the prices in the window. Yeah, yeah. I used to love that one. I know, the glass there. cabinets. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, good. It's the one right off of Nothing Hill Gate. Like yeah, four right doors there. in. Yeah, yeah. Right so there. I was looking in the window about three weeks ago. Oh my God, I love it. I <laughs> it hope. was cute. I and they like, had a downstairs. And there's a downstairs. Yeah, yeah. And I would sell my clothes there and then just use that money <laughs> yeah. to like buy more clothes. Totally. I do that. I do yeah. that the real real now. Oh, the real real. Too. I love the real real. I love the real real. I love the real real and rent the runway. Because yeah. I'm all about like, do we need to buy like brand yeah. new clothes? No, I don't think we do. This dress that I'm wearing now, it's cute. Do Am I going to wear it in two years? It's it's rent the, I rented it from Rent the Runway. It's really nice. It's ALC. What do you want it in two years' time? 
no, it's cute. Yeah. And if I want to yeah. wear it again, I'll rent it again. Yeah. I think it's just like a much Yeah, I more... did it once. I should do it again. It's fun. Yeah. And you have to drop it off back at the shop. Oh, you mail it in. I just mail it in. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so are you a natural redhead? No. Okay. My hair is this root color. Like okay. it's dusty, like a, like a, I say dusty now because it's got gray all the way through. It's like a soft, mousy brown, okay. dark, mousy brown. How did you decide to go red? And then I did it once for a while and then I had a totally different haircut then and it was a bob and it was really sh- short and straight all the time. And it was much more vibrant, I guess. And then I just, I, I don't know, I think, I, you know, when you look back at photos of yourself and you're like, oh, wow, I really like that. And then yeah. I go back and I always, it's funny, like my fiery side comes out when yeah. I'm a redhead. Like literally I was in my neighborhood a couple of weeks ago and some woman who worked there, she's so rude. She's never nice, this woman in the shop. I hate going in there. <laughs> she sells like nice, like expensive brands. And I went in and she like kind of just looks at you. If you're not wearing all of her brands, then she's kind of gives you an attitude. And I was on the phone to my agent and I was FaceTime and I was like, hey, look at these cute shoes. And she was like, can you put your phone down? This is really rude. And she was like, if other customers are in here, I was like, there's no other customers in here. If they do, I'll put my, if they come in, I'll put my phone down. I could have been a personal shopper shopping for a client and she would have just like basically like ruined herself of a sale. But I literally like snapped at her and I never would do that because I'm not a (laughs) confrontational person at all. I'm like really nervous in those situations, but I was just like, you are so rude. You're never friendly. She was like, oh, oh. And so like, and then that day I was like, wow, I think, and I just dyed my hair red that day. And that's why I like, like put those two two and two together. I was like, I think my red hair gives me that little bit of like sass that I need to like stick up for myself when someone's mean for no reason. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel, I don't know whether it'll be like this forever. I'm like even considering going back brunette like this week, but I've got so many little grays coming in and it's just like, I don't want maintenance. It looks good. Thanks. It looks good. I like, have you ever had a different hair color? I've done highlights, which are like growing out. Yeah. Thank you. I do want to talk about your makeup brushes. You have a set. You have a little 11 piece. I have a little 11 piece. I DM'd you. I was like, do you wear a lot of makeup or a little makeup? Um, I'm very excited about this big set. I also feel like makeup brushes are a big key to like getting your makeup on right. Like if you just buy cheap brushes. So what should people be looking for when they buy a makeup brush? Um, I think looking for like really good options in shapes and sizes. Okay. um, And look for soft bristles. Soft bristles. Soft bristles allow for What should they be made from, made out of? Normally they're synthetic these days. So I'm sure it's a form of plastic that's been like, you know, sort of broken down and sort of manipulated a lot to the point where it's really soft. And these are made with FTC uh, grade wood, which is sustainable wood. But like soft brushes allow for you to not overblend. And that's so key. Like I remember back when I used to work at Space and K, I would see like people put blush on in the store, like testing products, yeah. which people probably don't do as much anymore. Um, and they'll that they'll be like, ah, rubbing it off. And they're like making their cheek red in the process because they're trying to rub off all this blush. But then by the time the redness has calmed down or the like, you know, rubbing color, there's no blush left because they've rubbed it all off. So Ah. soft brushes are key like so basically the texture of them being super duper soft mm-hmm. allows for you to not overblend ever mm. like that one specifically because that one's dense ish but not really yeah. so what what so foundation concealer blush highlight you can do everything with a brush you can honestly do all of those things with just two or three brushes you just okay. need to have a few variations on size essentially the only rule you need to remember the size of the brush should fit in the size of the area that you're putting it the size of the brush should fit in this. So basically like don't use a really big brush to do like your eyelids. Yes. Okay. Like pick a brush that is literally the size of the eyelid for your concealer. Like that is a perfect concealer brush because you can get right in at the like in a corner. You can get in at the crease. You can get yes. right in around the nose, like nice. anywhere. It's okay. the best little, you know, and the softness h- helps you to properly apply the product. Okay. How do you wash your brushes? Um, I use a brush soap. I've got okay. ones coming out from Spectrum at Christmas uh, that I helped develop, but 
the one that I use currently is from Beauty Blender and it's the charcoal. Beauty Blender. So. Okay, nice. But sometimes, like, do you know what's funny? When I'm on holiday, when I was in London, when I was in London and Italy, I didn't take a brush soap because I don't travel with one unless I'm traveling with my kit, which has brush soap in it. I use the hotel soap. The like, hotel soap. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, just like it's the little brilliant. bar of soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what oh, I a use. A bar soap I'm, is the best. You just really have to make sure there's no soap suds in the bristles because that's what can, the soap suds can go into the glue at the base of the bristles. And, and then break it down. Break it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to like get into all of my brushes. The one thing that I don't know how to do is eyeshadow, but I'm just going to keep watching your Academy okay. videos and like okay. try to learn. I can't do it. Oh, maybe one day we can go live. Yes, we should do that. You, you can teach me live. how to do winged liner. Okay. Because you do a pretty good job. Uh, this this isn't you really a wing. really easy eyes to do. This isn't a wing. I feel like I have a lot of real estate for eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makeup artists always you, tell me. I've got a lot of like lid. You do. But I don't know how to do eyeshadow. But really. you've also got a very shapely lid. So I can see yeah. why maybe it would get... It's uh, hard. Like just like, what do I put what, you know? Yeah. So what are your favorite, favorite beauty products? Like what do you just love right now? Um, top three. Top three. A good red lipstick is always something that I like have on hand because like I can use it as a blush if I make yes. it a concealer. I can use it on my lip. I can even throw it on my eyes if I feel like it for a bit of a look. I love like a liquid matte changes depending on what the prefer- my preference is yeah. for shade, but always just like a good true red. Do you know what I really love and I keep using it lately is like a freckle pen. Oh my gosh. I love a freckle pen. Okay, wait. First of all, we have to go back to this red lip. What's what's the go-to red I think lip? Cruella from NARS is the shade. Cruella from NARS. Okay. And do you use a lip pencil? When I do a red, no, because I like it to be quite blurry and soft at the yeah. edges so that it has like a bit of a fuller look without overlining. Okay, nice. Okay, so Corella from NARS and then the freckle thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Is it Freck, the one yeah. that you use? Yeah. 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 I think I it's so deep, cool. I use the deepest one because it's the best color. Yeah. You know, I did it though and I feel like I saw it in the mirror and then like two hours later, I like looked in the mirror and I was like, are they gone? Possibly. Yeah. Do you touch your face a lot throughout the day? I think so. That's that, probably That's it. possibly why. But... Also, they're so sheet. If you, I mean, you're putting it on with the pen and then blending it with your finger. Yeah. So if you try, put it on your finger, make two dots on your finger and then start pressing that finger around. Uh, I'm going to try again. It makes it easier, first of all. Makes them blend immediately. And then you've kind of got, sometimes I think if you apply something with the thing, then you might panic blend and get rid of some. Do you know what Mm, I mean? Yeah. Maybe then accidentally take off too much. Okay. Okay. But putting it on your finger first is actually like, I saw somebody do it ages ago and I was like, that's genius. I'm going to start doing that. Okay. Amazing. So fake freckles, the red lipstick. Fake freckles and a good mascara. Like those are the only things that I really, really love. I love this one from, there's one coming out from a clean brand soon that I love, but I can't tell you, I can't say it. Yeah. Clean. I can tell you off camera. Tell me off camera. Because clean clean is amazing. Is it? Do you not think so? You know what? I have tried it. You like it? I didn't get the incredible. And I, Love Sheena. I love Kosas. I love... What about like, the Ilia one? No, yeah. <laughs> See, the but Ilia... But there's two Ilia ones. Not okay, I've tried... one. Apparently, oh. the other one's really good. I haven't tried the other one, though. I, I didn't know there was other, something other than the lengthening. Oh, then maybe there isn't two. Maybe I'm getting... Like, maybe there is. Um, I tried it a while ago. Um, What's your favorite mascara? I like the Pat McGrath one in the gold tube. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. But if that's like a heavy duty. Yeah. Heavy yeah, duty Yeah, mascara is so funny. I feel like it's such a... Um, personal thing oh my god yeah I'm loyal you're so loyal. i know i know we are so loyal to our have you tried the thrive cosmetics liquid <laughs> no. lash extensions no. that Is one's amazing? interesting it's good it's it, like a it's a tubu- tubular okay. yeah, yeah yeah so it's very hard to take off well, um, with water it doesn't just peel off oh maybe maybe that's mm. what they say with tubing it's like oh, really? you just get it wet and then it pulls away maybe it's because one I haven't. That's a similar kind of concept. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, mascara is crazy, man. Yeah. And it's like, the, I think it's the, the product, that whole like better than sex reign when they yeah. were like the, <laughs> the, the hero. Yeah. And then every brand, I feel like every brand was competing for that top spot for the longest time 
on mascara. Still, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the Kosas again because you Kosas like it I so liked. much. I'm gonna I try like it. The fact that it gave me like I feel like you can't ever judge a mascara from the first use because it's never dry enough. Mm. Like you can't get the lift oh, right, and the right, pull if right, it's fresh. Right, right, right. But that's why I love the Idol from Lancome because straight out the tube, uh, it gives me this insane lash. Yeah. And so because it, it's already a bit dry. So it doesn't really lash it that long. Yeah. Because the drier they are when you open them, they won't, they won't yeah. lash it that long. Are there any like beauty trends that you've been seeing that you're just kind of over and you'd like to see people move on from? Not really. I used to be quite passionate about like how I felt towards like the really, really opaque, blocky eyebrow style that was happening like a few years ago. And yeah. be like, what is that? Why? But then I think people probably think that about my eyebrows now because they're quite like liney because I do little hair like yeah, strips because they're all gone yeah. from overplucking as a teenager. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm much more, I didn't used to be like judgy or anything, but I'm much, I, I don't, I'm like, if it makes you happy, do it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, trends that I'm loving is just like really creative, wacky looks on Instagram that you see people do. And it's just yeah. like so out there and bonkers and There's this, fun. um, young makeup creator that like drips paint all over I, she her She was face. on Instagram this week. Yeah, we featured too. her on at yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. I've been following her for a while. She's, She's really creative. so creative yeah. and cool. It just, and it's so satisfying to watch. So There's satisfying. this other girl called Madroni, Madroni Bedrock. Madroni Bedrock. I forget how to okay. what her name is. We'll tag her in the show she, notes. Oh my God. She does these crazy things. Like she'll literally like pick up paint from her fingertips and then close her eyes and just go like that and white paint on her eyes. Similar kind of concept yeah. for that girl. Or she'll like, you know, it's, I can't even ex- describe how creative she is. It's wild. She has yeah. the most bonkers brain. I so love cool. it. Yeah. What do you want to see kind of change in the beauty industry? I want to see brands produce less. Mm-hmm. I want brands to produce less. I want them to produce more. I w- like my dream for like brands is to go back into the archives mm-hmm. of products that they've discontinued, but that were like really amazing. Yes. And like, why did they discontinue them? Because they were wow. great. And like feature real people in their campaign. Not that models aren't real people, but like, you know, who who are your 10 Beth, like, let's just give, I'm just going to say Dove out loud because I don't even know, but like Dove or whoever, who are your 10 best customers from around the world? Fly them in for a shoot and put them in the campaign. Wouldn't that be Ah, so cool? That'd be really cool. Like, how do you find, how do you find them people? How do you find that person that is your like best customer and that really loves you and has been using your product for forever and use them and like tell the authentic stories. And, you know, I think the thing about like the too many, the, the products is like, I feel as though this, how beauty innovation happens is the lab that make all the product labs that make all the products, they'll send, Hey, they'll send the same eyeshadow formula, this new innovation eyeshadow formula to these 20 makeup brands that are already established and be like working on this cool new formula, new technology, new this, new that great. And then all these brands will launch it at the same time. And it's Mm. the same thing. Like I, I see it, you see it if you can look, right. if you look for it. And there's like similarities between texture and finish and formula. And you're like, okay, so that's what's happened. Versus it being like, what does a consumer want? Yeah. And so the labs work with several brands and the labs are driving the innovation. Right. And then right. that's so interesting. Well, it can go to it. Sometimes yeah. the innovation can come from in-house as well and start, you know, there. But sometimes it happens that way. And when it does happen that way, I often see then multiple things, different brands will launch a very similar category at the exact same time. Right. Similar lipstick finish, similar eyeshadow finish, similar marketing. Yeah. Ethos. That's why it's like all these trends like comes in a wave and then. But like go figure out who your customer is. Like go to to the core of it. Yes. You know? Any small indie makeup brands that you feel like everyone listening should know about? Ritual Defeat is great. Okay. You know them, right? Yes. Do you think that's small and indie? Um, Ish. Ish. Yeah. They're at Credo. I think Ritual Defeat is great. There's a brand called Dehia. Yes, that Dehia. I love. They oh have gosh. the most insane cheek 
colors. Okay. I have it. It's called nymph for me. Nymph. Okay. I need to try this. And there's a dark red. That's amazing. I'm very much like. It's a cream blush, right? It's a cream blush. Yes. You use it on your lips and your cheeks and your eyes. They're amazing. Um, yeah. and I they have it. an African black soap. Oh, wow. That is so good. Try that oil, the body oil. I haven't tried like the body heaven. oil. I need to like get more into so Dehia, but it's, it's good. so good. Yeah. yeah. I got some of their stuff from um, 13 Loon. Yeah. We love 13 Loon. Me too. This is not a new indie brand at all, but it's like a makeup artist brand that I'm just getting into is Danessa Myrick. Oh, lo- oh, I mean, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's an icon. I know. She's really, but like, she's, have you ever met her or had a FaceTime call with her? I have not met she, her, but she seems like incredible. She makes you cry because she's so nice. Really? Like she just makes you like, she's, <laughs> you feel so emotional yeah. because she just gives you everything. Yes. She gives you all of her. She yes. is the most pure person you'll ever ha- interact with. I love that. She's incredible. I love Danessa. And her products are amazing. Like yes. she doesn't, she creates products for makeup artists, but she makes them accessible to right. non-makeup artists too, right. which is right. really important. Right. What's keeping you inspired these days? Color combinations. I'm really, really inspired by like in a, from a, from a beauty and from an aesthetic standpoint, like color combinations. I'm so much more inspired by like your dress, for example, like this teal next mm. to this orange is like mm. giving me life. Like, or like, you know, I saw a little boy walking down the street today. He had a periwinkle sweater on with like a pair of dark army green pair of shorts. And I was like, that is such a cool color, color combination. And I, I've been like that for a long time. Like I remember walking down and it inspired my makeup choices as well. Like I was driving on my, riding on the back of my husband's Vespa in London and we were in Notting Hill and two houses that were colorful, were touching and obviously like they all are. Yeah. And, but the two colors were really, really like gorgeous. I can't remember what they were, but color combinations really, really inspired me and people and like the community and how like through KGH Academy, like, so many people have made friends through that platform and, yeah. and through that, through, through the platform, but through that project. Yes. And they like then collaborate with each other off, you know, outside of KGH Academy. And it's just so sweet that this like, you know, little thing that was just a, you know, a passion project has actually become some real life friendships with a lot of people. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And yeah, that's, it, people give Instagram a bit of a, bit of a bad rap sometimes, but like <laughs> for the most part, like, you know, with things that change and whatnot on the platform, but like, honestly, like the way that it connects people is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just the internet in general. Yeah. Totally. Just the internet totally. in general. Like it's true. I can think back to like, you know, yeah. five years ago, discovering Jackie Ina and like right. learning how to put right. on concealer. Right. <laughs> like right. this She's is, incredible. this is her. revolutionary, yeah. you know? Totally. So it's just totally changed the game in terms of access yeah. to, to people, to people. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it didn't used to be a lot of people were scared of it and scared to share and like, oh no, trade secrets. No, no. Right. Of course. And still some are that way. Yeah. But it's also just like, like, would you like yell at a TV screen when there was like a football player like yeah. running? Don't ruin your trade secrets because <laughs> you're playing football on camera. Like, no. Right. Do you know whose makeup I would love to see you do? Who? Kim Kardashian's. I don't think I would do a good job. I think you would. I That's think she really would probably nice. look really good. I feel like, I mean, I love the way Mario does her makeup. I love the way everybody does her makeup. And I think she probably, I, I always wonder this. I'm like, what? Because you know, some of the, sometimes there's photos that them silly Instagram accounts post that are yeah, like yeah. posting what people really look like. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, did somebody just increase like the texture in a photo to make it look like that? Yeah. Or was it just a bad light? I, I always mean, like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Of course. She's undeniably gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. She's gorgeous. I think you would just, I think that would, that could be a cool. Yeah. That would be fun. I think it'd be really nervous. Yeah. I'm always like nervous with new clients. Funny. Be great. Let's put that out into the universe All right. and see what happens. I really, yeah. <laughs> final question. Mm, Actually, I have a question before the final question. Okay. Is there anyone whose makeup you haven't done that would be a dream to do for you? It's weird what I'm about to say, because it might not make sense to some people. I only really like to do people's makeup that know my work already. Okay. Because if they don't know my work already, then it's sometimes not a fun experience. Yeah. Like all my clients now, they literally swipe through my Instagram and pick a look and they go, I want to do that. 
Yeah. And so if they don't know that as a right. as an option or a feature or right. they use that, then sometimes it's like makeup is sometimes so literal that I need such a literal description of what you want yeah. to get to give you what yeah. you want. And so for me, like I don't really care who it is as long as like they're cool people and they know my work already because then they'll probably like the makeup, if that makes okay. sense. I think that makes sense. I'm more like, I'm definitely a people pleaser person. And so if like, I feel like somebody doesn't like the makeup, I get then super imposter syndrome syndrome, and I'm like, oh no. Right, right. I get that. But that's a really good question. Now we've arrived at the real final question. When do you feel most beautiful? When I've washed my face at night before I go to bed. (laughs) So funny. All the makeup products that I have access to. But it's true. Like when my skin just looks really good. Yeah. And like, I feel like my skin looks, you know, and and when I say good, I don't care if I've got a breakout as well. It's more just like, when my skin feels clean and I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Sometimes then, it's that simple. Yeah. And then in the morning when I wake up and then I get to play with makeup again. It's like yeah. a reset. Yeah. I love that. You're such a good interviewer. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you. were a great guest. So thank you so much for being on Naked Beauty. I'll link to everything where people can get to know you if they don't already know your work. Um, yeah. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank you. Skin a little bit thicker Makes me that much smarter Thanks for making me wider. 